Hey there, you are listening to Ideas in Motion podcast, and I'm your host, Karen Wilson. This podcast is all about approaching your goals as an ecosystem, bringing together mind, body, and purpose in everything you do, uh, not necessarily in balance, but giving thought to all of those as you move through setting intentions or goals, if you will. So back in season one, a couple years ago, I, I talked about morning rituals and it is my most requested and downloaded podcast. So I thought I would just kind of do a little update on that as things and seasons change. And so I'm calling this one, what's in a morning. And it's all about kind of like morning routines and if you look up the definition of morning routine, it has a definite definition. And so while I'm not going to give you a step-by-step, this is what you have to do to be the perfect routine because everyone is different. I'm going to share with you my experience with morning routine and how it's changed over the years. And uh, first, we're going to talk about the definition of um, what is a morning routine. So a morning routine is a set of habits or motions that you go through when you wake up. It helps you to set your day up in the right way and can have some drastic effects on your focus and productivity. So if we just pause there for a second, drastic effects on your positive or your focus and your productivity. So with that being said, what you do in the morning can also have drastic effects on how good or how bad you feel about yourself, your day ahead, and your current situation. It has been said that what happens within the first hour of your day sets your day. You know, we've all been at some point, I know it's happened to me, you know, you start your day by spilling your coffee or dropping something on your toe and then you get the call that you have to go into work and you realize that it snowed 20 feet and you know all these things start to stack and then pretty soon you've gone from you know just waking out of bliss of a great sleep to this is the worst day ever Well, we can actually have a little bit more control over that, I've learned, than, um, you know, what we give ourselves credit for, I think. So powerful morning routines are said to include anything from exercising and journaling, reading and meditating. And Hal Higdon, uh, the writer of um, Miracle Morning, I believe his book is a great book. But he talks about having success with himself and millions of other people having success in his six-step morning routine. And really, that seems like a lot. To go from zero to six steps, it's like, wow, it's quite overwhelming. So I'm going to speak a little bit on my experiences with morning routines. 
Um, and then I'm going to share with you uh, a little pattern that I kind of use when I need to reel myself in. And I have a special um, offer for you as well to join in uh, something that I've I'm just now starting to share, um, so I won't get into that quite yet. Let's first talk about morning routines. So the experience on morning routines, if you think back as far as you can, like one of the first exercises I did in preparation for, you know, recording this podcast is I tried to think back as far as I could into all different parts of my life and what and how I started my day and how those times kind of made me feel. And I thought back, okay, I'm going to go back to my five-year-old self, but you know what? I can't remember. Like really, what does a five-year-old do in a morning routine? Like, what do you, what do you think a five-year-old does? And you know what? If you have a five-year-old at home, please tell me, watch your five-year-old or six-year-old or toddler. And what do they do in their morning? How do they wake up and how do, how do they start their day? Love to get that recorded either like on a, um, just have a conversation about it or type it out or something and, and, and just, you know, kind of reflect on how that changes over the course of our lives, right? Um, it, it's just, uh, it's a beautiful time that we also reflect back to. That's a time in our childhood where we believe we can do anything and be anything. And there's no limited beliefs. There's no anything. So like, really, how do they start their day? I can remember like when I was a teenager and part of my morning routine was a cigarette and a coffee. Okay, well, you know, back in my day and I'm dating myself, I would use my babysitting money to smoke and, and we would have, we had a smoking pit in the school and the doctor could smoke in the office. If you like, you could smoke anywhere. And it wasn't really, um, there was no age restrictions on it or anything. So it was 13 when I started. So my morning routine was a smoke and a coffee and a deep stare at the wall just to think about stuff you know um then later on in life I added exercise and so I added that to my routine and then after I would work out I would have a second smoke in a coffee and maybe you know as I'm drinking that coffee I would leaf through the National Enquirer to see you know what kind of gossip was going on and then head into the shower, have my shower, get my hair all done up and my face on before I face the world. So then when I quit smoking 16 years ago, I lost a huge anchor. Like that, I couldn't figure it out for a while at first. But what I did lose was that time staring at the wall. What I did lose was the time pausing and going outside and staring, you know, at the leaves and the trees and just thinking and pondering, which I guess you could say, little did I know, that was a very mild form of meditation, right? You, you look in hindsight and you can see those things. And that was a pretty chill, 
it's a pretty good, you know, just relax, not relaxing time of life. But I mean, I really don't remember being grouchy all the time or anything like that. I, I, I felt a sense, you know, I had other things going on with how I felt about my body image and how I felt about myself. But I was generally a happy person. Those things wouldn't come up all the time. Um, usually, you know, when I was looking in the mirror or going to try on clothes or doing things that would trigger um, anything about my body image is when I felt bad about myself. But for the majority, I was like, just had a really, you know, when I was in that time of my life, I had a really outgoing and positive um, nature about everything. So, you know, later in life, um, the time with my thoughts and the universe, creator, God, my dad, I often say, you know, my dad is gone. He's no longer with us. So sometimes I'm having those conversations with, I'm not really sure who, but it's something bigger than myself. And I have those conversations and those thoughts and just like letting go of everything when I would walk whiskey my dog in the morning. So that was what I did. I would get up, I would chug back a glass of water and I would sometimes I would sleep in what I was going to wear on my walk the next day so I wouldn't be waking the household. So get my shoes on, grab the leash and take the dog for a walk first thing in the morning. And and that would also be, you know, a, a good um, cardio session. So I was getting kind of like a three-in-one. You, you get a chore done, you get the meditation, you get the exercise. But then she died. And after she passed, my routine was jolted and I struggled. I struggled. I felt like I was blowing around into the air, like no anchor whatsoever. I struggled with different variations for, you know, a good year and a half or so uh, before we got a new dog. Our new dog is Tula. But at the same time that we adopted our new dog, I was also hitting a, a burnout, a form of a burnout. So I was really, really trying to cling back to some sort of morning routine. And, you know, if you go back and listen to, I think it's episode 10 or something of season one, I had anchored myself in a really good morning routine at the time. But I think what the important thing is that, you know, you got to shuffle it around as seasons go around, right? So I tried to go back to my old routine as soon as we got the new dog. You know, you get a new dog, insert dog here, and have your great routine that you had with the old dog. But no, 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 no. <laughs> Doesn't quite work that way. Uh, Tula our new dog, she's not a morning dog, nor is she high energy. And we also, in the beginning, we needed time to bond. We needed time to figure each other out. So trying to insert her into that was just turning into a big disaster. 
um, for everyone. It, I, you know, of course, I, there's no downtime. There's no downtime to meditate. Just arguing with each other, the, you know, the way you can argue with a dog. She wants to do this. I want her to do that. And it wasn't very long before I just kind of said, okay, this isn't going to work. I think maybe it was a month. Um, and I, you know, I'm happy to say now her and I have this great synergy that I didn't have with my last dog, you know, and so everything and everyone that comes into your life is going to be different. And it's about being able to just kind of sit back and analyze and realize that, you know, you can't put a square into a circle and, you know, you can't change people or things you can always change how you react to it so now my morning meditation time is more intentional I even have a cushion my husband bought me a cushion because he saw that I was uh sitting on the floor on this like rug carpet that was my stepdaughter's I think she used it for her dog's bed it just it's just a great rug I mean it's clean and everything we washed it I mean I'm not sitting on a dog rug but anyways my husband decided that it was time that I get a meditation chair because not a chair but a cushion because I had started you know I had been consistent with it and it it, it has fit into my morning routine so why bother, right? Okay, so here's here's the thing. Why why do it? Well, I I do know for me in full transparency, if I don't have a morning routine, I will use that as an excuse to get distracted. And my morning routine will actually start on social media, absorbing everyone else's energy instead of tuning into my energy and my intentions for the day, right? So that's a real thing. And, you know, I, there's a lot going on right now in the world. There's a lot of things going on on social media. And when I pair that with my, I, I, I've always been a little bit of an empath, so I I take in energy and I feel the energy, and then I just kind of don't know what to do. I don't know how to react if I should, you know, comment on some posts. If I should keep scrolling, or if I should just not do anything, and, and then I I just I throws me off my entire day but I keep going to it the way I would go with to my cigarette when I was smoking it just it would be a habit and so if I have this other habit of routines in place then I don't go there and it keeps me more in tune with what I need to do what I do know about morning routines is that a good one is one that you can stick to and it makes you feel confident and trust yourself in the things that to do the things that matter nobody can tell you step by step this is a perfect morning routine you gotta figure out 
what works for you that's going to keep you from being distracted from the things that make you feel bad. Nobody can do that for you. And it's the same, you know, it's same for intentions. So I know that a a good morning routine, one that you can stick to is going to help anchor you. It's going to help make you feel grounded and clear and allow you to trust yourself in the decisions that you make going forward for the next five minutes and the next five days and the next five hours. I said those totally out of order, but you know, it's going to help you eliminate distractions. So whatever it is that you need to do, you're eliminating all of your distractions and you're getting your stuff done. If you get your stuff done, you have more free time to spend with doing whatever else you want to do. So if you eliminate your distractions, it feels good to check those things off your to-do list and then be free to do whatever. If you allow yourself to have in the distractions, a lot of times what happens is you get to the end of the day and it's like, I got nothing done on my to-do list, but I know what everyone is doing and thinking about and talking about. And there's a lot of things, a lot of stressors, a lot of decisions that we have to make. Some things are in our control and some things are out of our control. It's our, we have the capability of controlling the things that we can control. Because the things that we can't control, they're not going to go away. They're just not. So, oh, (laughs) You know, as soon as it feels like something's going right, there's going to be something barreling down the, you know, the way that it's, it's, it's just not, it's not, not ideal. There's always a crisis. And so when you wait till the right time or the next time, there never really is a perfect time. So if you anchor in morning routine, eliminate distractions, then you create armor in practice. So like I've talked about earlier on, and, you know, you, it's, it's a consistency. It's consistency of doing something every day. It doesn't mean that it's going to be the whole list or the whole thing, or it doesn't mean that if you don't, you know, do your morning routine one day, your whole world is going to fall apart. It's about consistency in the practice. And with practice, it's about shifting things around, I feel, that that helps you find the right morning routine for the right season in the right time. It can change and it can grow, but consistency is key. So in the project that I'm working on, those three focuses are the heart of it. But first, like I've been saying, there's a deep dive of where you are in the moment. So you got to look at where you are in this moment, in this season of life, and all the external circumstances that may or may not be holding you back. So I was waiting till the time felt right. So here I am talking, you know, again, full transparency. I was waiting, okay, well, when is the right time to start telling people about this? So I put together a 28-day ideas in motion journal and planner and I've I've written it and 
I'm ready to bring it to print. But before I take it to print and send it to Amazon and have them do their magic so it can all be printed, I want some people to try it, to test it. Because I know that when you bring people into things, you're, you're able to like get some feedback. And, and so, you know, maybe you don't like the color of the pages. Maybe, maybe there's too many pages. Maybe I'm asking you to do too much or maybe there's not enough. Maybe, you know, maybe I misspelled the word. All of these little things. I'm looking for feedback before I send it off to print. So it's kind of like a pre-publishing, um, you know, journey. I'm, I'm asking if you will help me test this out and test the system. And I was, I was waiting. <laughs> I am also in the process of writing my first book and I have like three book ideas, but I'm, I'm working really hard at getting the first book out there. And um, this is the, actually the same book that I've started and stopped many times. And I'd also like to bring you with me on that journey. <sighs> so that being said, I've also put together, I'm, I'm planning on putting together a small video series that guides you through the pages. But first, I'd like you to, you know, have a look at it. And maybe a small video series is distracting. Maybe that's not necessary. I've already put a video in, um, a, you know, to, to share with you how to use the pages. So this system that I'm sharing has worked for me and I've used many different planners and journals in my lifetime, but I find that the systems that go into them <laughs> are what pushes the user into the greater self-awareness. So it's about the system inside that I'm sharing that's not quite like the others. Um, so what I know for sure, like I said, is there will never be a perfect time and that we will always need to make choices. We need to trust our decisions so that whatever the outcome, we know we did what we felt was right in the moment. And so the more self-aware we are, the easier this becomes. So it, again, it comes through anchoring morning routine, eliminating distractions and creating armor in practice. So the three free, those are the three focuses of this journal and planner. It's a 28 day journal and planner. It's at the heart of the project. And we take a deep dive at where you are at the moment. But instead of writing a list of 10 goals to achieve in 28 days, which I've been through that system so many times, we take it down to three categories and one intention per category. And this is the way to win more. If you win more, it's the way to momentum. And the momentum keeps going, which leads to practiced consistency. So I'm going to ask you to give it a try at, uh, the link is in the show notes, but it's at karenwilson.online forward slash planner. So that's about it for today's show. And I just want to invite you, if you haven't subscribed, please subscribe. If you have enjoyed this podcast, please go ahead and leave a review and share it with someone else 
that maybe you'd like to challenge with you to go through this 28-day uh, journal and planner. Uh, just another note that there is there are two versions. Uh, the one you can print if you wish, and the other one is fillable, so you can use it right on your device or computer. And you have access to both copies. Uh, you can use whichever one you like. So... Thanks again for tuning into the show. And I really, really appreciate you spending this time with me. I, I really don't take that lightly. I know how precious time is. And uh, I look forward to seeing you on the socials. Uh, come and say hello at uh, Instagram. My handle is the same as my website. So you can find it. You should be able to find it in the show notes. But it's at karenwilson.online. And uh, I'm looking forward to hearing what you think. Thanks so much. And have a great rest of your week. <laughs>